Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. On this edition of our show, we're going to discuss gambling risk education. Gambling, of course, is legal sports gambling in a number of states. It continues to grow across the United States. But how are student-athletes, coaches, administrators handling the power of sports gambling? They need to be educated on it, the do's and don'ts. We're going to talk about that here on the NCAA Social Series. And joining me now, Paul Buck. He's the founder and CEO of Epic Risk Management. We're going to discuss what that means, how it helps universities and student-athletes here momentarily. And Trevor Wright, he is an Associate Athletic Director for Compliance at Cincinnati, Cincinnati's on-campus contact for Epic Programming for Student-Athletes. All right, so as the backdrop for all this, uh, look, we know that sports gambling is here to stay, so we have to deal with that. It's not universal across all 50 states. There are different rules in different states, obviously, uh, and that's part of the problem, as we know. So, Paul, let's, let's first deal with epic risk management, its purpose, and what do you hope it can accomplish in the college space? Good morning, Andy, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, we are a gambling harm minimization consultancy, so we specialize in the prevention of gambling-related harm. Uh, so that's the kind of risk we manage. I know over in the state, it's risk management can often mean insurance and, and things like that, but we are here purely to... Uh, prevent and reduce gambling related harm so you know we're based in the uk uh, traditionally we've now got a, a us uh, company here as well uh, and we've worked in 28 countries in the highest risk sectors uh, statistically and evidentially so uh, we know that professional athletes financial services the armed forces they're all um they're all occupations and sectors where gambling harm exists more than in others um, so for us working with the college athletes is a really 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 important program uh, because we know that athletes are four times more likely to suffer gambling-related harm than the general population for a number of different reasons. So um, the contract we've got with the NCAA is, is a five-year one. It's a long-term one, and it means we can go and educate athletes both on campus and also via a platform uh, to provide resources with. So, um, yeah, it's a really important program and one we're really excited about. Paul, I want to dive a little bit deeper into, into why you did this, why you started. Um you know, you had a gambling problem. What happened and to what, you know, what, what put you down this path of wanting to help others? Yeah, so, so I, was a, I worked pretty high up in financial services. I was a divisional director for Europe's largest bank. And, um, you know, during a decade between 2001 and 2011, uh, I suffered my own gambling problem uh, where I transacted nearly $6 million across 93 different betting accounts and lost just around 1.5, $1.6 million. And did it really without anybody knowing that I was a gambler, which sounds crazy when you think of those numbers involved and the amount of time and, 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 and changes to my personality and everything else that went on. But it was, you know, it was something that I kept hidden. And that's a really unique part around gambling addiction and gambling disorder is that you can keep it hidden. It's not the same as alcohol and drugs in many ways where you would have physical signs. So, you know, for me, it came to some uh, crashing end in 2011 with a, a suicide attempt and then, and then a prison sentence because I'd, I'd stolen half a million dollars from the bank that I worked for to, to fund it. So it was really the mission from there was to go out and try and stop other people in high risk sectors going down that, going down that route. Um, and that's what Epic's done ever since 2013. So we're now a team of 45. Uh, 20 of those people are people who've suffered really serious gambling addictions at the most serious end. And some of those people are from the world of sport and the world of, of college, including NCAA colleges. So we go in and, and you know, we tell relatable stories. We tell 
um, stories about the potential dangers of gambling. You know, let's remember that most people can gamble and stay in control and treat it as entertainment. But there is that small percentage, but really significant number of people who can't do that. So, you know, we go in and, and try and stop people going over that invisible line into gambling addiction, into, into gambling harm. And as I said, you know, uh, I know Trevor's already seen some of our work at, at Cincinnati, but uh, we use uh, ex-athletes ex uh, to work with the athletes. Um, and that tends to give that relatability and, and helps give that message. Trevor, how does this different in a tangible sense from a, a decades long campaign of don't bet on it, posters everywhere, don't bet on it. Uh, it was sort of static. It was just there. Um, how is this more real? Yeah, well, th thank you for having me, Andy. And I think um, our, our athletes really benefit um, from real world experience. Uh, so although, as you mentioned, you can do the dope bet on it posters and, you know, we use Teamworks to send out a lot of reminders and PowerPoint presentations all the time. I think having somebody sit in front of them and speak of gambling addiction, what it looked like, how he went through it, how it affected his life, um, you know, really was impactful. Um, so much so that, that we're having them back um, to, to, to do another session. So I think um, it really, really was very, very impactful. I, I, we received a lot of positive feedback from our student athletes based on the presentation that it wasn't a lecture. It was, you know, somebody who got up there and actually really tried to interact with the student athletes and tell his story uh, to, to make sure that it doesn't become theirs. You know, I, I'm curious if both of you can comment on this because you know, I've been doing this a long time, 30 years, and I've seen the evolution of, you know, betting lines and covered stories of point shaving and the like. And uh, you know, there was a time when I worked at ESPN, it was verboten. I mean, you could not ever, ever mention the line. And now there are multiple shows dedicated to the lines of every single sport and within the game of, you know, overs, unders, you name it. If you don't have a gambling show on a network, something's wrong. Like it's crazy how that has completely changed on the ground as someone who is obviously dealt with the worst of this in their personal life and then at a university how do you balance how it is just completely mushroomed to where it's in the mainstream trevor and then paul please yeah i think one thing we're really trying to focus on with our athletes um you know in ohio where it just became legal january 1st um you know all of these uh gambling sites were offering like five dollars you get 200 free dollars and what we we're really trying to to, to educate with our student athletes is, hey, there's a lot of things that are permissible, you know, for the general public to do that just aren't for you. And it's the same for the coaches and the administrators. And so we really try to focus on that aspect while also tying in uh, our psychologist and mental health. Because I think one unique aspect of this is now where it used to be illegal, you didn't really have any students, their peers coming out and saying, hey, you cost me $200. Whereas now with it being legal in the state of Ohio, you know, you could face that within your own class, let alone social media. Uh, so we really try to tie that aspect in saying, hey, we have resources for you if you're getting heckled by, by student athletes or by uh, uh, general students in, in the UC population. And to really focus on that as well. Here's your resources. Please reach out if you're if you ever, you know, feel feel that it's necessary. And, and we've had some instances of that already. 
Yeah, from, from my perspective, Andy, I mean, when we know Ohio now behind this curtain, you've got Ohio State University Stadium, et cetera. So, you know, states are legalizing now. You know, it always used to be two states where you could you could bet on sports betting. Now it's 30 odd and it'll be 48 before we know it. So, you know, gambling is becoming much more widespread. Gambling is becoming much more accessible. Um, and obviously sport is, is a huge thing over in the States. Um, so, so for us, you know, that's why education is so important. As I said before, you know, 90 six 97 percent of people can gamble and stay in control but there is that small percentage who do get into problems with it and again it's not just the personal stories you know when we cover the program in the, with the colleges it's it's looking at things like the impacts of legalized wagering exactly like you've just asked about it's looking at things like sports betting integrity it's looking at why athletes are four times more likely to become a problem gambler than, than the general population and it's also working with the the staff as well to give them tools to identify and effectively interact with those who are vulnerable athletes you know there's people generally you know are often you know have problems with gambling and they don't really know they have but the signs are there for people to see either from the teammates or from the from the staff as well so you know it's a quite a wide-ranging program but you know the importance of education is is, is more than ever because of this kind of mushrooming of, 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 of sports gambling in this country what are those tips that you give them to try to limit what is out there uh, in the public space um, so that it is not abused and not come back on that administrator, that coach, that student athlete. Trevor, start with you. Yeah, I think one area we focus on at the beginning of the year when we were trying to train our staff is specifically the very, the younger staff. So we have a lot of students in our training room. Um, and what we really try to focus on there is, you know, secondhand information. You don't understand what your best friend or your mom or your dad might be doing with the information that you have at hand. Same thing with our, our tutors and, and academics, uh, really trying to focus on that aspect of you are, whether or not you actually realize it, participating in the sports wagering sphere just by the information you have uh, and really trying to button that up and show real world examples of times where issues have come across. Uh, a few years ago, we partnered with a company um, that sort of really dived into the lines and line changes. And there were stories of, of several institutions where word had got out about kids who were injured, like quarterback, for example, or starting point guard, and how the line fluctuated five or six points in a matter of a half an hour, which is an automatic you know, flag of, of that sports betting line. And when it got back to the investigation, it was always insider information. And so how do you educate that? We try to use the real world examples as much as possible. It's wide reaching. So as I said, we cover not just the personal story, but also that, that, that sports betting integrity angle, the, the impacts of legalized wagering. And, and the other thing we want to avoid as well, of course, is that players get targeted on social media. If someone's had a, bit, a load of cash on their, on their match and they've, they've been the reason that that bet didn't come off, but they suddenly start getting abuse on social media or targeted or family being targeted or anything. So, you know, it's really important that during these educational sessions, we make them aware of what the potential dangers are. We make sure they understand the importance of talking to the to the fit for purpose pathway of support they've got around any area around gambling and just make sure that this doesn't become the problem that either affects their their current life or their future career either in the game or elsewhere. Um, so again, because of the situation over here, I think education is more important than, than, than ever before. You're at the free throw line. You miss a free throw that could affect whether or not you're going to the final four, win a national championship and all that stress that's going to come at you. And Trevor, if you can speak on the back end of this, 
on that individual, whether you're a pro or a college student, that isn't just coming from fandom. It's coming from, wait a minute, you just did this and I just lost money because of you. And so now I'm going to come after you via social media, hopefully not worse than that. How do you educate them on how to deal with that kind of pressure and stress? You know, there's only so much we can do in those sessions, but we can make them aware of how those situations might come. Then you've got the college athlete teams and college athlete staff, Trevor and his teams, who can obviously take that step further and deal with that. I presume that will include media training, it will include safeguarding and things like that. But but it is a very real thing. You know, not only have you got the natural disappointment of, you know, potentially feeling like you've let your teammates down or you've let your college down or you've let your club down or or even your country down. You know, you've then suddenly got abuse coming from social media or, or, or even directly because, you know, you've cost somebody a couple of hundred thousand dollars in a bet or a couple of thousand dollars in a bet even. So so it is a very real thing that needs to be considered, I think, by colleges going forward. Yeah, I think, you know, it was alarming. Uh, I was trying to explain to a coworker the other day. We had a basketball game and we won. Um, and, and some of the fans were upset because you didn't cover the line. And I think it's, it's very unique of, of sort of, what we're entering here, at least in the state of Ohio, where we're general fans, you know, can place a bet two minutes before the game. But what we're really nervous about with our current student athletes is the prop bets, because that's really tied individual. So does this X player score 10 points or how many rushing yards? And the fact that you can do it live wagering, you know, so all the way up throughout the entire game, uh, really any bet on any player. Um, and so I think we've really, really tried to educate the players on what they might be facing criticism-wise from, from general fans. And again, as I mentioned earlier, from their own peers in class, and then try to, to, to tell them the resources that we have available um, to help help with that pressure um, that they might be feeling, or you know, really, if it affected the outcome of the game, a missed free throw, et cetera, just for them to know that we have resources for them. But at the end of the day, they're, they're still kids. What would be Paul uh, and Trevor, and I'll, Trevor, you have the last word, Paul, what would be a critical tip, one or two, that you hope are conveyed to student-athletes here going forward? Yeah, for me, I think there's two things, really. One is really just to get across what the, um, you know, the, the different topics around gambling are. It's not just, about not, not, not just about losing money on it. And remember, a lot of the college athletes aren't old enough to gamble. So this is very much a preventative education and awareness course. Um, we'd be having to be 21 to gamble over here. So I think that's 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 definitely one of them is, is just talk about all the different facets around gambling. It's not just about what you lose when you when you're doing it yourself. And secondly, if you do have a problem, is talk. You know, it's one of the most stigmatized and um silent addictions that there are. So if somebody is suffering a problem, we need to get the environment ethos that it's okay for that player or that staff member to come forward and talk about it because the real problems come with this if somebody bottles it up doesn't talk about it doesn't feel like they can talk about it and suddenly something happens like a suicide or um, mental health problems or certainly career over that kind of thing so so those would be the two things one how wide-ranging it can be gambling on all the different issues that go with it the second if you are feeling like you've got a problem with it or you see someone else who has then talk about it don't bottle it up yeah and i would just piggyback off that you know, I mentioned it a couple of times, just the resources that we have um, when something comes up. Um, I, I think the NCAA does a great job with their anonymous uh, sports wagering surveys. And, and so for what we try to do is, is let them know that there are resources here where they're not going to get in trouble before they head down that dime, downward spiral if they are, you know, gambling. 
And because of the increased NIL cost of attendance, Austin money, they have more income, you know, than really they, they've ever had. Um, and so, you know, we have a casino here in Cincinnati and we try to really educate them. Hey, if you go down there, make sure you have a certain amount of money and then you don't go over that. You know, you don't go to that ATM and take out more um, and just try to relate to them the, the, the fact of how, you know, gambling addiction really could occur. And I think, you know, Epic, you know, their speakers do a great job of that in more of a real world um, type type atmosphere rather than just, you know, us telling them over and over again. But really just the resources, the mental health resources that we have here, um, you know, really in general, just to provide them with knowing where to go to get help if you need it. Paul, before we get out of here, how can colleges get in touch with Epic Risk Management? Yeah, no, thanks, Andy, for that. Yeah, so we, we do um, 75 colleges a year at the moment. We're hoping to increase that as time goes on, because obviously there's, there's a lot more than that in the country, and we think everybody should get this education. But at the moment, we've got the funding to do 75. So, um, you know, basically all you need to do is uh, contact us directly at ncaa at epicriskmanagement.com. Uh, so that's ncaa at epicriskmanagement.com. And that will come directly through to our coordinators um, and we will be able to uh, book you in as long as there's room for that. I think we've got about 37 already booked in for this year in the first week or two of, 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 of the window being open. But yeah, there's definitely still some um, there's some spots left and that's across Division 1, Division 2 and Division 3. So it's, it's available to uh, any colleges out there. It's a kind of first come first served. Uh, scenario but hopefully we can get some uh, extra funding going forward and uh, we can we can increase the number of colleges we get to go and see hey trevor you're doing great work there at cincinnati and, and paul uh, unbelievable appreciate you uh helping educate the student athletes across uh, the country uh best to you obviously here going forward uh so paul paul buck trevor wright appreciate your time thanks for joining us and that'll wrap up this edition of our ncaa social series as always you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where we've got countless topics covered. We're trying to educate divisions one, two, three, student athletes, administrators, you name it, all in the membership. Check it all out. We've got it all archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.